I've only seen that mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, husbands and wives believe that we live in the greatest nation on, on, on the planet. Because of men like my son and the other fallen heroes and our veterans, these are people with integrity. They live and die by that. And it is a double-edged sword. And, uh, you know, my son had our, our backs in life, and I'm going to have his back in death. Talk. Just talk. Because that's what we do here, friends. Malcolm Out Loud Talk. Welcome to the show. I would first like you to meet Susan Price. She's the mother of U.S. Marine Gunnery Sergeant Aaron Michael Kennefick. And uh, she is what we called a gold star mom. And, uh, you know, I want to start here, Susan, and ask you, in all of your life at this point, with everything that's happened, did you ever think that you would have the honor and the badge of this title, Gold Star Mom? Malcolm, I've never in my wildest dreams ever thought that I would be the mother of an American hero. And I can say that my great-grandmother was the mother of a fallen American hero during World War II. And as they say, history does repeat itself. And uh, unless you witness it personally, you wouldn't believe it. So, um, yeah. I remember seeing that somewhere in the write-up uh, about that. Isn't that uh, unbelievable? You say here in a very interesting article that you had written, you say, I pray for strength for having raised such a contributing factor to our world, my world, as my beloved son was filled with promise, hope, valor, integrity, love, and light for his fellow brother and country. Susan, I think it takes a special person, when you, say, when you use the adjectives you use here in this um, profound sentence, promise, hope, valor, integrity, love, and light, but that's really what America is made of. When you see the men and women who are willing to put their life on their line for this country, I don't know that everybody really gets the magnitude of that, Susan. Do you think that most Americans understand what that means? I honestly, I would love to believe that. However, I know it's not true. Um, less than 1% of Americans actually serve in our armed forces. And very few of that less than 1% even realize or acknowledge what a gold star family is. And hence the reason that our veterans have been strewn across America, homeless, and with the problems that we have. So there's a very big void and uh, of knowledge regarding our men and women who have served with all these qualities, the finest of the finest. It is, of I agree America. with that. I, I meet the, the most incredible people. You know, uh, Susan, at America Out Loud, it's one of the things I hold in such honor, and it's such a privilege for me, and with such incredible pride. You'll find our military, both our military heroes and our law enforcement heroes both, 
we hold an incredible regard at America Out Loud. And, you know, like uh, Colonel Jim Warshuk, who uh, introduced us, um, he is a contributor okay. and a uh, uh, just a fellow brother and somebody we uh, have much passion for. We have a lot of, um, in fact, it, it, we have incredible format for that because this is a home, I call it a home for our heroes. So I take great pride in that. Listen, I want to talk about your son, uh, again, Gunnery Sergeant Aaron Michael Kennethick. And I, I want to mention September 8th, 2009 will always have, I am sure, significant meaning to you and your family, Susan. Tell us what happened on that day back in 2009 and what every September 8th means to you now since that fateful day. Well, that September 8th, 2009 is the most tragic day of my family and I, our life, yet through my son's tragic death, new life was reborn, and the life of knowledge of what has taken place on the battlefield that many of us have witnessed through the last, um, you know, few years of what was going on in our country. My son was killed in an ambush in the Kunar province, Afghanistan area, the very area that the Russians were at war with the Taliban from 1979 to 1989. And suffice it to say, Malcolm, that it was the mothers, the Russian mothers, that ended that war. The women pulled together, went in and fought against the political systems and pulled their sons out of that war. So why would America send our men and women into the very spot that we had historically know that we could not beat the Taliban, who was heavily armed, more armed than we were. My son never received air and artillery support that very day, that he was in uh, a firefight from 5.30 a.m. till quarter after 4 p.m. during a Ramadan season in that Horseshoe Valley known as the Kuno Province. Uh, the Valley of Death. And so um, it was a horrifying uh, experience, as you can imagine, because for over 12 years, my son always tried to warn me, Mother, if it happens, two Marines will come to you and you'll know. And when I saw these two Marines walking toward me, I dropped to my knees, and um, let's just say it took a long time to learn how to live through the obstacle and void and loss of a child. Um, That's a parent's worst nightmare. You know, during peacetimes, men bury their fathers. During wartime, fathers bury their sons. Hmm. And so um, it's, um, as you can imagine, I didn't just lose my son or Aaron's father lose his son. My daughters lost a brother. Uh, the whole family suffered. The whole world suffered the loss as they do, not just over my son, but every fine American that trades their life out in sacrifice so that we can live uh, and be able to enjoy the freedoms that we do 
and and this goes without prejudice. This is even for those people that don't fly a flag on their home, or they can say what they want to say and do what they want to do. My son had less of a voice that day in that valley on that battlefield in another country than most Americans have, being able to say and do whatever they want to. So that's... Yeah. That is why my son did it. He loved our country that much. He loved us that much, and he loved God that much. Well, you would have to to take that sacrifice on. I want to ask you, that ambush that happened back on September 8th, how many soldiers lost their life in that ambush? Well, there were um, about 12 Afghan soldiers, and there were uh, my son, uh, well, three Marines, one Navy corpsman, and one Army sergeant that died um, a month after sustaining um, uh, injuries. And this ambush was uh, carried on by two living Medal of Honor recipients, Marine Dakota Meyer and Army Captain uh, William Swenson, who I've had the pleasure of meeting and attending his uh, Medal of Honor ceremony, um, and there would have been more, and there were others. I can't tell you the exact number that Dakota Meyer rescued and Captain Will Swenson outside of our men, yeah. uh, because it was such a complex ambush that went on for many hours. It started at 5.30 in the morning. Our men walked into a trap during Ramadan, there were 100 to 150 Taliban that day that attacked my son and, and, when, and his men. And when they walked into the village that day, my son was the first man in. When they walked into the village that day, uh, Dakota Meyer, who was standing guard, um, you know, not too far, uh, a couple of miles away outside of the city, noticed that all the people in the village were coming out as our men had gone in. So they were well aware. There was situational awareness of what was going to go on that very day, at that very time during Ramadan. And the lights were flickering to give a signal that they're coming. And uh, my son and his men were fighting for two hours for their life. And air and artillery support were withheld from them. There was no air support for an hour and 45 minutes. And uh, the officers in charge were in and out of the tactical operation command. It was one of the underclass, one of the lower level corporals that noticed and could not believe that the air support, which normally takes 12 to 15 minutes to receive, uh, and they called neighboring bases, that there was none. And so he had called for backup, and two choppers were finally on the way after an hour and 45 minutes. And when the choppers were ready to land, there came a call from a higher echelon. Nobody knows where this call came from. And when my son and his men were right in the Horseshoe Valley, the upper echelon said, clear the airfield. And so there were pilots 
that were witnesses to the fact that our men were pleading for their lives for two hours without any help. So had those helicopters landed uh, properly, you think they would have been able to rescue the men? Absolutely. And I I was on 60 Minutes, and I have the piece. And even the gentleman that was on there even said they, you know, he believes they would have been. Susan, why do you think that happened that day? Why do you think they didn't have the necessary equipment and support to pull this off, number one? And two, what what is the motive of this? You have a hard time comprehending it, actually. Do, Do you know? Well, yes. Yes, we do have a hard time comprehending. And listen, and I'm the daughter of a Marine, okay? And I served uh, one term in the Army. So, you know, this is in my DNA. I'm not only a mother of a, a Marine hero. This is a way of life for me. So when you go looking for answers to questions and you just get more questions, well, nothing adds up. So um, I had to take the bull by the horn and bring in help from other people. And reading the 15-6, which is the investigative report, it mentions that our State Department was in the village of Ganjgal meeting with village elders the very day before, asking them how much money they needed and what they needed the money for. And I don't know the amount of money that they received, but they wanted money to rebuild their mosque and their sewer system. And so my question is, why would you send in our Marines when you already took care of the the issue? Our <laughs> men were going in there to meet with village elders for this very reason. So why were they set up? And 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 I'm not trying to be political. I'm just I'm I'm not just a mother. I'm an American patriot, mm-hmm. and uh, coming from a patriot family that sacrificed and served, we want answers. And uh, so you know, there's a lot of why on this one particular day out of 365 and a quarter days out of a year. Why was there no artillery support when you had a big artillery division that administered more than they needed artillery every other day of the week? Yet this day, artillery and smoke were withheld. This is a very big, high-profile tragedy, the Ganjgaw ambush. It's survived by two Living Medal of Honor recipients. And in Dakota Meyer's book, he... uh, his book, um, Into the Fire, he tells you, he sets up the whole stage, He and he shows you what happened. There, there was witnesses in the TOC, Tactical Operation Command. There was intelligence of the Taliban in the mountain ridges and getting in there with heavy cavalier equipment and, and more... They were heavily armed, more armed than our own men. Now, something's wrong with this picture. Now, we've all had a history lesson over the last decade of what's going on over in Afghanistan, and we know what goes on over there. So, um, you know, to read and know that this is uh, tangible 
information that's in the investigation report that the State Department was there the day before. And I may add that my son's unit was attacked about six or seven uh, hours before they were sent in to the village of Ganjgal that day. Their outpost, Camp Monte, was under attack, and luckily they all lived. And they were out. In fact, that picture, uh, Malcolm, that I show you with my son with the cigar in his mouth, the, the four men were standing there all having a cigar, praising God, thanking God. That's the last picture of my son. He was killed the very next morning. They survived. The, uh, an IED exploded right next to my son, and he only took a little shrapnel in his arm. But, you know, the man next to him perished. Uh, the Afghan soldier perished. That was next to him. So I'm not trying to say that they were somebody was after them or the source was after them before they were sentenced to the village of Ganjgal. However, when you read the whole story and you read Dakota Meyer's book and he paints a picture of exactly how many people there were there and what was going on, it shows you that there was definitely um, some malice. Yeah, so, you know, that's what I'm wondering. You know, you say malice, and uh, I think, okay, so the first thing that comes to mind is this accidental. Did somebody just make a mistake? Uh, is there nefarious activities going on here? What's the malice? Uh, you know, you try to wrap around there. And, you know, Susan, um, this isn't the only strange case. Uh, I'm just thinking here out loud a moment here. Um, in the military, yeah. it seems to be like, there's a lot of information we do, you know, the military serves as its own entity. So there's always a lot of unknowns. There's a lot of things we never really know. There's a lot of information that's never really shared or passed down. That seems to be pretty normal and pretty typical with the, with the military. Yes? Well, yes. Like every group of government or military, there are compartmentalized groups of people and information that are withheld. So we'll and, never know um, some of these questions, I'm saying. We'll never know answers to some of these questions, will exactly. we? Yeah, yeah. No. And, and, and I'm saying no, they're not really willing to share them, are they? Uh, no, but I find it pretty interesting that uh, a, a, a great deal of this 15-6 uh, investigation report mm -hmm. was redacted and was inked out. However, <laughs> there's a few... There's a few lines that they meant to ink out that were not. And yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly the time of day that this went on for, they tried to say it was over at noon. And then in one part of the report, it says 4.15 p.m. Mm -hmm. And there's, there's quite a bit. I, I, it took my friends and I 10 months. Of every day for right. hours. I'm sure it did. Yeah, to yeah, go no by it line by line. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you've been all through this thing with a fine tooth comb. There's no doubt in my mind, and you've looked at every which direction on this thing, and still you don't have all the answers yeah. you need. You would think at some point the military would be forthcoming and share what really happened, but that it doesn't really work that way. Now, do they ever use as an as an example or an excuse that it's national security and they can't share it? Does that, is that what happens? Does that come up? Well, they've they've tried that. And I've met with uh, generals uh, in Washington, D.C. at the Pentagon. Right. I've, I've met with these generals, and um, 
I've asked them and I've asked them questions and I said, um, why can't you answer this when right here, I have the answers in, in the investigation report. They're right here. And they were stunned because I almost kind of represented my son like his attorney in these meetings that I've had. Mm-hmm. Because not a lot of parents can get past the pain and push the pain away to really dig deep. Well, that's it, it exactly really shouldn't it. Be, it shouldn't be our job. To do right. We well, that's have... what I mean. That's exactly it. Yeah, you're you're right. you're you're left. You, you know, Susan, you're left to pick up the pieces. You're left to have to go through the pain and the anguish. And what really is bothersome to me is that you're not provided the answers and, uh, you know, the, the, the proper method here. Uh, so you don't. Ha- and I hear this story too many times. And I almost wonder what yes. really goes on here sometimes. It's a story that's become far too common uh, across our country. And I don't know. I, I, I'm left to sort of, uh, it is it's very befuddling as to how we operate this way in this country with our military. You'd think we would owe more respect back. You know, there are some cases that get very, very publicized. Other cases don't get publicized, Susan, you know. Uh, but Well, are... I agree, and they're all equally as important. Exactly. And I will tell you that my son carried a very high security uh, clearance, and uh, and the places he's worked and been, um, he he debriefed and briefed officers, and he worked with the highest ranking generals yeah. of the military, the very highest of echelon. In fact, he was. Uh, a personal attendee for former President George W. Bush during the uh, Republican National Convention in 2004. My son was hand-selected yeah, yeah. and was Marine of the Year twice. He was a stellar Marine, wow. highly wow. highly decorated well, you know, and very well, humble. Yes. You know, I have to yes. tell you, just looking at the photographs, uh, that I see in the posters of, I mean, you know, listen, my heart goes out. I look and I see, I see a story there, Susan. I, I know a story. I see a story. I see oh, your words. You and that's underestimated that yeah. there is a very yeah. big backstory here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's do this. I'm going to pause just a moment uh, for a station break and identification here. We are speaking with gold star mom, Susan Price, and what an honor it is to chat with her today. And, you know, without Memorial Day and without the men and women, the soldiers who sacrifice and put so much at stake, I mean, I can't even tell you uh, what that means, uh, that uh, there would be no United States of America. And we we take much for granted here. We're going to pause and be right back with Gold Star Mom, Susan Price. We are excited indeed to be celebrating our one-year anniversary here at America Out Loud. And we could not have done it without you. Well, in short order, we've become one of the fastest-growing podcast and talk radio networks in the world. For all the latest news, entertainment, your blogging, and now web TV, as we celebrate our one-year anniversary here, and we'll see you back at AmericaOutloud.com. I'm not sure why we take our health for granted, but I know that many of us do. Include me in that company. Recently, I had a couple of health scares that got my attention real quick. I started a new product called Healthy Cell. I took it for about three weeks, and man, I started to feel really good. I found myself sleeping better at night. 
had more energy in the day and less stress and anxieties and just feeling better overall. Well, with those kind of results, I knew I had to do something. So I reached to the company directly with a request to bring Healthy Cell back to America out loud. And here it is. Well, typically you'd pay $110 plus shipping and handling. Well, now you get it for just $79.99 for the monthly plan plus free shipping. That's right. They'll pick up the shipping and you pay just $79.99. Use the code OUTLOUD on HealthyCell.com or just click the banner on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. We are back here at Malcolm Out Loud with a special uh, celebration of Memorial Day and a celebration and an honor uh, really to honor the life of really U.S. Marine Gunnery Sergeant Aaron Michael Kenefick. And uh, it is a pleasure to honor all the men and women who serve this country. I have to tell you, it is a just an unbelievable honor. And for us at America Out Loud, my friends, when I say America Out Loud, you can rest assured there's no one we're going to get more out loud for than the men and women in our military and the men and women in law enforcement who serve this country because without it, both domestically and internationally, there would be no country. We would not have. There would be no civility here. There would be nothing. So this is the, the gravity of this should not be lost by anybody in the gravity of this special day. Uh, is it's a precious day in this country. Gold star mom Susan Price. Well, she is the mom of U.S. Marine Gunnery Sergeant Aaron Michael Kenefick. And uh, incredible story. Uh, he lost his life in Afghanistan September 8th, 2009. So it's been a few years now. Now, I'm going to say, Susan, that I'm sure every September 8th is the most difficult day for you. But Really, I I think as a patriot, and I can tell you you are a patriot. You bleed patriotic blood uh, as as uh, as you do, as I do, and um, uh, that you know you understand the gravity of all of this. It's not it doesn't escape you, and you yourself come from the military, and you have so many as a military family and what have you. And very interestingly, I want to share with folks in case you're just tuning in. That also her great grandmother uh, was it your great great grandmother's son was that was that what it was that lost his life as well? Yes, my yeah. my great grandmother, her youngest son, my uncle Robert, was killed in in the Navy in the SS Leopold and the English Channel during the World War Two. Yeah, and um, yeah. our family. We have a third of our family has served. I'm the only woman that has served in my family. And I wanted to express, Malcolm, that in our family, Memorial Day is almost like Christmas. It's a very sacred day because the men and women who have given their lives exchanged their tomorrows for Americans today so that they could live today. Um, this is a very sacred time of year for us because it's a bittersweet day that we live through. I am so proud that I raised an American hero, never knowing. Yet, when I look back at the little boy my son was once, he always exemplified these qualities. You know, he was a football uh, quarterback, and he was always the kid that would stand up for other 
you know, defenseless children and elderly and constantly given of himself and striving to compete against himself just to be a better person. As a child, I witnessed this and watched him grow into a man. And, and, and the others, like my son, they're all the same. They're filled with honor and, and hope and valor. And we've lost a generation a great generation in in these wars, the Iraq and Afghanistan I know, war. I know, I know. Of America's legacy, we bleed red, yeah. white, and blue. Yeah, you yeah. better, you're darn right, we're patriots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the story of America, Susan Price. This this really is the story. It's it's really it's just such an incredible story. But the but listen, the story of America, Susan, is an incredible story. I mean. You got to get excited Absolutely. when you hear these things, you know. And you, you're such a gift that you, as a gold star mom, and your family, and who you are, and just talking to you. I mean, there's it's an incredible thing. I just want people to understand the gravity of it's so important. Everything that you know, everything we're talking about, it shouldn't be lost on anybody. I want to talk to you about something next that's important to me. That. Um, I've been I've been thrown around here in my mind for a little bit. I read it in your story a bit, and and I'd like you to embellish a little bit on this, please. And and here it is. Um, you say here, Memorial Day takes on a more serious canvas as there is a not so silent rage emerging through the homes and streets of America. Now, when I first read that sentence, it gave me pause to say, okay, what is Susan Price talking about? I go on to read the next sentence, and you say, Our country is in deep trouble. Our liberties are being challenged and constitution redefined. Tyranny, once taken place only on battlefields, is now politically migrating into our neighborhoods. Take a moment... And tell me what you really mean by that message. What I mean is that there's a lot of politics involved with war. And we have people that work in different compartments of our government trying to redefine our laws, regulations, rules. There's more attorneys on the battlefield in the... um, involved with war's a big business. These military industrial complex uh, corporations, this is a very big business. And we all know it's no secret. Why are we over in Afghanistan? What products come from Afghanistan? What's really going Why are we building their schools and their mosques when America has such a high deficit in our own neighborhoods. And the silent rage, never in our history have we witnessed more uh, revolts um, with various different groups, and I won't name any. We all know over the last few years what's been taking place. And what used to be at a dinner table with families, private sacred conversations, is Now, the front lines of regular media out there, people that are engrossed in the typical programs 
on TV, and 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 I use the word program because that's what they want to do to us: is program us and keep us from the truth, propagandize us. Families like us, we know the truth, and um, we live it. And you see this rage going on: people burning the flags. My son gave his life so that people could exercise that vile, and I mean vile. When I have to witness people burning our flag. That's a vile act. Uh, and and it's, it's multiplied times 20. We didn't see this kind of rage uh, 10, 15 years ago. And, you know, we have this new young generation um, coming up through the colleges. They don't know what life is about. They don't even know what history is about because the history is being erased in the schools. So this is what I mean. There's War is on every le- level of existence in America, political, um, in the churches, in the schools, in the stores, in, in the streets, in the homes. And I've sat back and I've watched and I've researched. I've become a very diligent researcher, and it all ties in. It's, the war is on, fought on many fronts against the American people. What started on the battlefield with our men of valor is now um, in our face, so to speak. So that's what I I try to say in just a few uh, words. Well, Afghanistan is a, you know, it's an interesting question to bring up um, as to what we're doing there. And it was supposed to be to take the war to them so they didn't take it to here. And it was really the Al- Al-Qaeda was what we were going after there. Uh, the Taliban specifically, yes? Right? And, well, uh, uh, yeah. And, and, but, you know, when you, talk about, when you talk about, Susan, the product they have and what have you, I mean, the biggest product coming in af- out of Afghanistan is opium. I mean... Yes, the, and the United States, specifically the Northeast, is filled with heroin i, I mean see. now we have the drug war you know and, and another example of what i i said in a few words yeah yeah uh, i mean I, I don't really know how it all fits in it's sort of a puzzle isn't it uh, susan you know i it fits and the average person may not be able to see it however uh, our families do see it right 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 our, well, our sons and daughters husbands and wives sacrifice their lives uh, for this. Yeah. Right, right. Well, listen, yeah. anybody who's been there who I've talked to in the military tell me that it's 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 a hellhole. I mean, that's the way they describe yeah. it. I mean, they describe when you yeah. fly in. I mean, it's not like it's not exactly like flying into New Zealand and the South Island. You understand? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> exactly. it's it's a bit of a hellhole and it's a war torn, uh, horrible place that has just butchered uh Many a man, as you say, the Russians were there for a decade. Uh, I mean, and they got nowhere with it. They 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 pulled the hell out of there. Um, you know, one right. one interesting piece of information you put in there was uh, was um, that the moms were sort of responsible. And I did not know that that bit of information you shared just a bit ago. I mean, I knew everything else you said, but I did not know yeah. that, Susan. That's that was interesting to me. Yeah. Yes, and and I found that in my research, I've, you know, my son's death took place nearly eight years ago this September. So for the last seven and a half years, uh, I have researched heavily and tied a lot of pieces together. 
I've had quite a an education. I have my PhD now um, in in this research program. Susan, are you going to write a book? Uh, I like to say. I am going to write a book. I bet you are. Thank I you bet you are. I want to be the first one to help you my... get it out there. When, when, when do you, <laughs> when, oh, yeah, no, when do you think this will happen? At what point? Do you, any idea? Or you're well, working? I've been gathering my facts okay. and my knowledge through the years, and uh, I would welcome you to uh, work with me. Absolutely, absolutely. It would be a great story. Hopefully Susan. it will be out by next year. Yeah. Right, yeah. Oh, so it's on your immediate burner. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. good. That's good. Um, so, you know, it's funny you mentioned the American flag, the burden of the flag. That's something that drives me absolutely over the moon ballistic. Uh, when I see the ignorance yeah. of somebody thinking they have some right to do that. Now, just recently, uh, we understand that the president uh, is so, uh, as a patriot himself, he is so uh, put off by somebody burning the flag. I mean, say what you want. You like him, you don't like him. That's not even what I'm saying. I'm saying he's a patriot, though. And he goes crazy himself yeah. when somebody burns the flag. And I was understanding that he is trying to put something on the books that would make it an offense, uh, that would be against the law to burn the flag. Is that what you understand? I've read that. Yes, yeah. I've heard it. And, uh, and different what do you think of that? Shows. I'm all for it. I mean, a third of my family has served in the military. And, uh, you know, there's certain things. You can't do that in other countries, can you? You can't. Well, I don't think so. But what, what I even wonder is why, you know, why would somebody do it? And you question that. And somebody said to me one time, you know what they said to me? The answer was because they can. You know, friends, on this Memorial Day, we pause just a moment and we, we, we step out of an everyday life. And, you know, we celebrate as you hear Gold Star Mom Susan Price talk about her son uh, and uh, her on- honored and celebrated son, her hero. It's, uh, this is an American hero uh, in its U.S. Marine Gunnery Sergeant Aaron Michael Kenefick. And, uh, you know, remember, this is, uh, this is a man who died and uh, who uh, sacrificed his life so that you can live yours and that you can safely wake up tomorrow morning and have this magnificent country, which I so often say to you out there, God, we've got to be more cherished and we have to celebrate this life we have and celebrate this blue sky when we step outside. There's something about it these days that is so memorable to me as to what it means to be an American and what it means to be alive and you know, just moments ago, Susan, you uh, referenced the fact of that, you know, Memorial Day was as sacred to you as Christmas, and Christmas is the birth of Jesus Christ and is a, you know, is, is something we hold in such high, uh, high honor as, as Christians. But it clearly is that sort of day, Memorial Day, because here we have our men and women who have given so much. I want to, uh, uh, you know, I, I, in talking to Susan Price today, and it's such an honor and a privilege to talk to this Gold Star mom today, and I want everybody to really just take in this magnificent day and take in an honor. Say a prayer today. Just take a moment to count your blessings, friends, and just take a moment to appreciate everything you have in this life and thank, thank then all the men and women who serve this great country, all the men and women who've sacrificed and thank also Susan Price, the mom of U.S. Marine Gunnery Sergeant Aaron Michael Kenefick. We're going to pause a moment and be right back.
Well, we're a new breed of talk radio and with a new breed of host and shows to entertain and inform you. It's America Out Loud Talk Radio with shows like Blue Lives Radio, OPSEC Radio Special Operations, shows that impact your health, like The Misdiagnosed Life, The Dr. Stem Show, What's Inside You, Mind, Body, Energy, and our newest show, Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Pleasure. Thank you for sharing part of your day with us here at America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Welcome back here and again in our special celebration and uh, just an honor, uh, Memorial Day. And uh, this is Malcolm Out Loud here and we uh, just have a privilege and an honor to speak to Gold Star Mom Susan Price She is the mom of U.S. Marine Gunnery Sergeant Aaron Michael Kennefick. And I love saying those words, Susan, by the way, if you can't tell that. Uh, So uh, it is an honor for me to have you here and an honor to celebrate the life of your son. And uh, truly it is. I want to read this to uh, folks in this post that you did. uh, No, thank you, Susan. You don't need to thank me. Uh, So... um, and so I want to read to folks this um, uh, paragraph here you have in this post you did about Memorial Day. And, and uh, it goes like this. As a mom, the giver of life, there is no deeper penetrating pain than the loss of a child, no matter what age. Each Memorial Day, I am once again confronted with the void of my own personal hero, my stellar Marine son, who gave over 12 years of service to our great nation. My family and I will celebrate his sacred place within our hearts, as he was truly the consummate patriot. You know what gets me here about this, Susan Price, is that, okay, so, yeah, he serves 12 years. Okay, there's an ambush out there. He, 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 you know, he sacrifices his life. There were some unscrupulous things that happened around this ambush, it was in a part of town that was not the best part of town to be in t- to begin with. And you talk about the support and, uh, of our heroes, and if we're going to put them in harm's way, we've got to give them everything, everything that they need and everything we can. And we've got to be there to get them the hell out alive. And here's the thing. After all of that and all the research you've done, Susan, and everything else that's happened, you still say, which it really is just such, it's amazing to me because you still say here, of service to our great nation. You've never lost sight of our great nation, have you, Susan Price? And no, and why would I? I live in the greatest country in the world. But couldn't, couldn't it be possible that you would be so damned and so upset and so many things that the feelings that you may not consider it in high esteem anymore? Or does that ever happen to one in the military when they lose someone as precious as this under these circumstances? I'm sure that it does happen in smaller numbers. But from all the Gold Star families that I know, and myself included, um, I've, I've only seen um, that mothers and fathers, sisters and brothers, husbands and wives believe that we live in the greatest nation on, on, on the planet. Because of men like my son and the other fallen, 
heroes and our veterans. These are people with integrity. They live and die by that. And it is a double-edged sword. And, uh, you know, my son had our, our backs in life, and I'm going to have his back in death. He Again, he did not serve our country in contradiction of uniform, unlike some on the battlefield that day that withheld air and artillery support from him. Um, my son gave all. And that was his contract when he went in. That was his belief. That was his contract with God. And our country, as he knew the history, was founded on Christian Judeo belief. And every red-blooded American patriot out there knows that that whatever party you're affiliated with, it makes no matter. We're Americans first. And we want to raise our families in a free country. We want to live where we can walk the streets and not have harm to our children. Our children are our greatest asset, our legacy. They're our gold. And we've had many of them wiped off the planet. Many of them cannot, the ones that are alive, cannot even have children. So that's really our greatest asset here. And and no, I'm never going to change my position. I'm an American. My son loved what he did he was born a marine just like my father before him um and it was an honor to serve our great nation it's still great no matter what small groups of people try to deflect and take away from that honor they will never steal see i i wanted to within our soul i wanted to bring that out i wanted you to say that because I didn't want people to lose sight of the fact that you're not uh, you're not looking for pity, you're not looking no. for for hatred, you're not looking for you don't have an agenda specifically. I love the way, by the way, also you put it out there when you said your son sacrificed it all in in his life, and you're gonna you're gonna represent him in death. That was truly so. That is an awesome quote that I'm. I'm certainly going to pull that out here and put that in quotes for you and honor you with this when this goes live here now. But you know, so. I, but I want to ask you something too. Now you just said when you said, well, listen. First and foremost, Malcolm, we're all Americans. First and foremost, that's what connects us. But yet, Susan, you know, as you pointed out, oh, 20 minutes or so ago. That's not what a lot of people are feeling right now. There's a divide in the country that actually has been happening for a long time. They're trying to blame the divide on the current president, but it's got not it's got nothing to do with this president who just got into office. <laughs> this is a divide that's been going on for a very long time. Talk to me about that divide in your opinion. Why is the divide there? How did it happen? Where are we at, and how do we fix this divide? Do you have any answers to any of that, Susan? Well, in in my personal opinion, once again, and I was just a young girl when I when I learned about this, actually in kindergarten or first grade, when I witnessed the uh, the death of um, John F. Kennedy, President John F. Kennedy. And he was a very charismatic patriot American, and he knew about all that's going on today, but at a different level. Of course, we didn't have social media back then, but he knew a lot of the same political uh, people and the plays were all still going on back then. And so as a little girl learning about history, 
which is now today being wiped away and eradicated because, you know, our colleges that Americans work hard to send their children to college, um, children are not learning the true history. It's being kept from them, and they're being indoctrinated in a different mindset and, uh, you know, turned against being an American. They're, a lot of these young kids are embarrassed to say that they're Americans or uh, that they come from a certain uh, race or religion or belief, and they're being formed into cookie cutters. So it goes way back, and it may even go back even further than what I know, but I'm just giving you my personal opinion. But through the years, I've seen the divide, and it's really come on more intense over the the administration before this this administration. This is not Donald Trump, President Donald Trump's fault, what's going on. He's being scapegoated out, propagandized by the media, uh, the traditional media. And, um, you know, people that pay for all these, and we know who these people are that are paying for these hate groups to go in and... Um, you know, fight with uh, patriot Americans that take a stand and they're innocent, law-abiding people, as well as these hate groups going and fighting against our police force. Um, These groups that are paid enterprises, and there's thousands of these groups, and and I see them. I was driving down the street today, and I was stunned to see that one of these groups is right in the heart of an upper class uh, neighborhood shocked. Um, and I can't tell you, Malcolm, the whys that these hateful people are trying to divide us and turn us against one another because we are connected as Americans. Perhaps they want us to become a communist country so that they can control every single thing that we think, do, and believe because The one reason and the thing that I know about uh, being an American or being a human being, first of all, is that we live our life based on a belief system. And I learned that in psychology many years ago. Why do we want to exist? We always have to have a why and for who. And we have belief systems. And then we also have laws that keep us in check. And then you have people that want to come along and dominate and control everybody and everything. So if they can get to the mindset of our young and turn the young against the old or white against black or um, uh, Jewish against uh, Asian or whatever the case may be, um, that strips away layers of Americanism. We become de-Americanized by the day. So these are all good questions, and through my research, I have seen so much. It was very disheartening. It's all going to be a part of a book or two. Well, I was going to say, there may be more than a book in there, quite frankly, and, uh, you know, but, you know, and and part of this story that you tell, Susan, really needs to focus on this great nation and the patriotism that uh, resides in so many of us. I mean, I, I'm, you know, I, I understand. I mean, I totally get it. 
I am so appreciative to be part of America and to be born here. And I, I truly do understand. Um, and I, this country, I look at America, Susan, as an experiment. It was an experiment. Uh, it's, it really was. It was history's experiment. And it's such a yes. beautiful thing, our diversity, uh, the uniqueness, the fabric of America that some people complain about today. And those who uh, complain about, uh, you know, the racism and the bigotry and the hatred. And, and this is the beauty of America. The, the, the beautiful diversity right. and the creatures of who we are is what really makes America tick. So I wish people would begin to look at that is really the favor that America has. That's not the negative. Do, do you know what I'm saying with that? Well, I do, and that's why my son loved being a Marine. He loved, and my son could have been an officer, and he was so smart. He was always the top of his class. They, you know, the elite generals had signed off on his paperwork for him to become an officer and this and that. And he said, no, I love to mentor. I love mentoring the men under me, because that excites me. I love to see them grow in their knowledge and to see them learn. And all the diverse cultures and, and people that my son has mentored, people of every color and belief, uh, when my son died, there were thousands of them that came forward and said, because of Aaron, I learned this and I did that. And, you know, and it's not just my son, all these men and women that have served, they're, they're leaders. You know, there's, that's what America is made up of. And this war that's trying to extract our life force and our legacy, it's taking our leaders away from us. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, these, yeah. these, it's in our DNA. It's in know? our DNA, it's, and it's it, it is. Life. Well said, Susan. The, the leadership of America and, you know, Susan, there, I say all the time on this platform, on this network, and on my shows and productions that there are a lot of good things that go on in America. There are terrific leaders out, and there are people that represent our country every day. You just don't hear about them, and you don't hear about the great stories because the media doesn't engage in good news, Susan. They only engage in propaganda and negative naysay. That's what they uh, strive for. And it's very unsettling. What I try to do in my life is bring as much good news to the story, solve the problems, um, help people live a more fulfilling life. So I, I think that's what our pleasure here at our platform is. Less ranting and bitching and complaining, but more about honoring what really matters in this country. Well, listen, I want to say to everybody, as we uh, pause a moment and step back on this Memorial Day, and as we remember again the life of all the men and women who serve and who have sacrificed so much for this great, great country, as Gold Star Mom Susan Price puts it out there, it is a great nation. Her son, her Stella Marine son, gave over 12 years of service to this nation and then sacrificed his life on a battlefield in Afghanistan. And still, Gold Star Mom Susan Price puts it all out there every day. I'm just so moved by her message and who she is and what she is. And I want everybody out there to just take a moment to celebrate that and celebrate uh, all of just 
do take the flag and put the flag out more proudly. Represent it a little brighter this year. Do something that brings back some spirit to somebody. Go visit some veterans. Help some disabled veterans out. Let's do something. There are so many challenges in this country we need to address. Uh, including our Veterans Administration and all the things that are representative there. There's there's countless stories here. I want to leave you with these few words here. And these are the words, again, of Gold Star Mom Susan Price. And uh, in her story of her uh, son, uh, Sergeant Aaron Michael Akenefik, and, and, uh, and take these words and take them into your hearts, friends. Many a tear will be shed by myself and fellow man, not for our blood family alone, yet for all Americans and humanity, as we are a uniquely free country and beacon of light on a global scale. God bless America and all who have fought to preserve our rights and privileges. Never will we forget your sacrifices. Always will we be vigilant in your absence. And you'll find all the contact points for Susan Price right back at AmericaOutloud.com. I thank you today for joining me for this uh, really tribute to all of the men and women who serve our great nation. It's an American story, and it's a great story, friends. 